Hi, I'm Pastor Jason Shirley. I'm the associate pastor here at Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico. And I want to thank you for joining us today online. I want you to go right now before we get started and download our app. You can download it from the Apple App Store or from the Google Play Store by simply searching Word of Life Carlsbad. If you would like to give today, then you can give online by going to our app or our website, or you can also text 84321, and when you search, just search Word of Life Carlsbad. Thank you once again for joining us, and you're going to join our service already in progress. Praise God. We want to welcome our online audience today. Praise God. It's a joy and an honor to be with the people of God today and to open the Word and to minister. Now, I'm excited about what God's given me and put in my heart to share with you today. And uh, so we're going to be talking about prayer once again. But before we dig into this, I want to dismiss our bridge class. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. Praise God. So we have been talking about prayer, and uh, I'm excited to get back into this today. Uh, we laid some basic foundations, and last week we, um, we talked about how that God reveals things to us. And today we're going to be talking about the revelation that God by His Spirit brings into our life and how He does that, spirit to spirit. And uh, so just open your heart and receive some things from the Lord today. And, uh, you know, we dealt with the fact last week how that, uh, you know, that many times we're asking God to do things He's already done. And... Uh, you know, many times we spend a lot of time, we, we actually, so a lot of our time is, in our prayer time, is wasted time. And, uh, um, you know, don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's a waste of time to pray. I'm saying that sometimes the way we pray is wasted because what we spend our time petitioning and asking God to do for us, He's already done. You see, He already did everything he's going to do about our healing. We've got to receive it. Praise God. We've got to receive what he's already done because he's not going to do it again. Jesus is not going back on that cross again. Jesus is not going to the whipping post to take stripes on his back for us again. He already did it once and for all, and it never needs to be done again. Once was sufficient. Praise God. I say once and for all, and when I say all, I mean for all time and for all people. Praise God. There, there is not one of us that is exempt from what God has done for us. Praise God. It, it is, the, you know, the, there, there is nobody who receives in a different way, you know. We hear people you know, today saying, well, I believe there's many ways to God. No, there's only one way. 
Jesus said that. That's not my words. It's not my terms. There's one way, and that's through Jesus. He said, no one comes to the Father except by me. Praise God. And so, um, you know, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Praise God. There is no other. Hallelujah. And, uh, you know, I, I say this often that when Jesus said that, he wasn't trying to keep some people out. He was trying to tell everybody how to get in. Praise God. He wasn't trying to keep some people from the Father. He was trying to tell everybody how to come to the Father. Praise God. Praise God. And so we're going to dig into this today. If uh, you have the online Bible app on your phone or tablet, uh, you can log on to that. Uh, if you don't have, I encourage you to get it. It's free download. Very easy to, to, uh, to get. And then uh, you'll be able to go to events, select events, search 88220, our zip code. And uh, my outlines will come up there and you can choose the, today's message and, uh, and see the outlines for the message right there. You can email that to yourself. And I encourage you to build, begin to build a library of study notes. So you can go back, you say, well, you know, I, I need something on healing. And I remember that pastor talked about that uh, a few weeks ago, and I want to go back and see what he said. So you can pull up those notes and, uh, and go back and study that material again, get, follow, follow the scriptures and the notes that are there. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a good thing to build yourself a library of study notes. Praise God. Add your own notes in there as the Lord's speaking to you about what I'm saying. And so, um, anyway, with that in mind, if you uh, are, uh, how, whatever method of looking at the Bible that you're using, got several methods today, you know, that you can do that. But uh, uh, if you're looking at, at your Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 7 says, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Now, notice this, and I, I mentioned this briefly. I'm just going to pick up with this and start with this today and move on from here. But notice he calls it the hidden wisdom. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Now, we've all heard people say, well, you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways. You know, his wonders to perform. Well, that sounds nice, but it's just not the truth. The truth of the matter is God worked in mysterious ways, but today what was hidden has been revealed, and He is revealing it to us by His Spirit. He's not working in, in the dark. He's not working in mysteries anymore. Praise God. It was hidden, but let me just say this. If we read this passage very carefully, we can begin to see why it was hidden. 
And uh, notice there, he said it was hidden for our glory. Uh, or as the Amplified Classic Edition says, let me just read that whole passage there in the Amplified Classic Edition. But rather what we are setting forth is a wisdom of God once hidden from the human understanding and now revealed to us by God. Notice what it said, once hidden, but it is now revealed by God. That wisdom which God devised and decreed before the ages for our glorification, that is, to lift us into the glory of His presence. So the hidden wisdom was designed to lift us, praise God, to raise us up to a higher place. You know, Isaiah said this, he said, uh, uh, speaking by, by the unction of the Holy Spirit, he said, my ways are not your ways, my thoughts are not your thoughts. And then he goes on, he says, let the wicked forsake his ways. And so, you know, we've seen that as an indictment against us when in reality it is an invitation to us to come up to a higher place. He said you need to forsake your way and come up to God's way. Praise God. And notice he said it is hidden for our glorification. Now, I like to think of it this way. The wisdom of God is the key under the flower pot. A lot of you understand what I'm saying. You know, uh, don't raise your hand if you have a key under the flower pot at your house. Because, uh, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people, they have a place that they hide a key at their house outside somewhere. And it's hidden there. It's not hidden from the people who are rightly, uh, who rightly have access to the house. It's hidden from people who don't have access and hidden for people who should have access. Praise God. And so the wisdom of God was hidden from the, the one who should not have access to it and hidden for those of us who should have access to the things of God. You know, the, the devil, the Bible goes on, he, he tells us there that the reason the wisdom of God was hidden, why it was a mystery, he said, for if the rulers of this age would have known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. And so, if they had not crucified the Lord of glory, then, uh, you know, if Jesus hadn't been crucified, then we would still be dead in our sins. We would still be lost. We would still be hopeless. The plan of salvation would have been, uh, would have failed. But God, in His wisdom, you see, the way God did everything, we go back to the first chapter of Genesis, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, you know, and it talks about in that first chapter how that God said, let there be light. God said this, God said that way, and it was as He said it. And so in order to bring Jesus into the world, God did things the very same way that He did in creation. He said, and He, he spoke through ages of time, through the prophets, he spoke everything that needed to be said about Jesus. 
And when he, when he spoke that, he did it in such a way that the rulers of the darkness of this age, so that the devil could not understand what was going on. However, you know, when after Jesus was ridden, risen from the dead, the Bible says that he met some of his disciples on the road to, to uh, Emmaus, and he said to them, he, he, or he began to talk with them, and the Bible says he opened their understanding to understand the scriptures. It says that as he talked with them, he began at Moses. Now, what's he saying when he began at Moses? That's the first five books of the Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. He's, he began at Moses and the prophets. And, and, and from Moses and the prophets, he revealed himself to them. Praise God. So immediately after he was risen from the dead, he began to go back into those Old Testament scriptures that were there all along and that they, the, the, the devil could not see. He, he knew what the scriptures said. The devil is plenty aware of what the scriptures said, but he had no clue what they meant. And so, therefore, uh, Holy Spirit reveals to us, and when Jesus, uh, you know, it says he opened their minds there to understand the scriptures, another place it says he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. That's how he opened their mind to understand the scriptures, is by breathing on them and saying, receive the Holy Spirit. So when they received the Holy Spirit, their understanding was enlightened. And this is what Paul prays for the Ephesian church, that their understanding would be enlightened, that they would understand and know what they have and who they are in Christ. Praise God. So, you know, we're, we're talking about the key under the flower pot. Once you know where the key is, then you have access to the house. Praise God. And God has hidden a key for us in the scriptures, and then he has given us Holy Spirit to open our understanding so we can, he, he becomes the key under the flower pot. Praise God. Praise God. Now, he goes on in verse number nine, and he says this, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Now, notice that, eye has not seen, nor ear heard. Some would read that and they would say, see, we're not supposed to understand the things that God has prepared for us. It's supposed to be mysterious. But then in verse 10, he goes right on and he says, but God has revealed them to us. So, what he essentially is saying is you did not receive and understand the things of God. They, they didn't come into your heart by the five physical senses. You know, he could have said, uh, eye has not seen nor ear heard nor nose smelled nor, you know, nor fingers touched. Uh, we have five physical senses, taste, touch, sight, sound, and smell. 
And so with those five physical senses, we contact this physical world. We contact the things, we, we are aware of, uh, of the things around us by those five physical senses. And he is saying that you didn't get the revelation of the Spirit of God by the five physical senses. You can't, you know, you may have heard the words, but you didn't get the revelation with the ear. You may have seen it with your eyes and read it. Why did he say eyes seen or ear heard? Because those are really the two of our five senses by which you would receive information, I mean the Word of God. You can either read it or you can hear it. And he says it wasn't by either one of those things that we know the mystery that we understand the things of God. He says, but God has revealed them to us by His Spirit. You have a sixth sense. You have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, and He is your sixth sense by which you can know things that you don't, that you could not uh, know by the five senses. And by this sixth sense, you can comprehend the things of God. Now, I'll tell you this, if you never received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, if you have never been born again, you are trying to contact the world. You are trying to contact and you say, well, I just don't understand the Bible. I don't understand the things of God. I don't know, uh, understand that stuff. Well, the reason you don't is because you're trying to receive it through the five senses. Now, Holy Spirit will reveal something to you. Even if you are not born again, there is something He will reveal to you. Jesus said when He has come, He will convince the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe upon Me, of righteousness because I go to the Father, and of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. So, He's saying that the Holy Spirit the very first thing He will reveal to you is your need for Jesus. That's the very first thing. And so, today, if you have never received Jesus as your Savior, maybe you're here in this room, maybe you're watching online, but if you have never received Jesus as your Savior, my prayer today is that today is the day that you receive the revelation of your need for Jesus. Praise God. And once you receive that, then that is where Jesus breathes on you and you receive the Holy Spirit and He begins to reveal all that you have in Christ. Praise God. Praise God. So, He says here, it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love Him. Verse number uh, 11 goes on and says, For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, 
that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. You received the Spirit from God in order that you might know. Praise God. In order that you might know the things that have been freely given to you by God. Praise God. And so, Holy Spirit communicates with our spirit. Now, I have never heard God speak with an audible voice. Some people have. And, you know, and I, I don't doubt that. I, I don't question that. If someone says they heard God speak with an audible voice, you know, I have no reason to doubt that they did. Uh, because I find examples in scriptures where he did speak with an audible voice. But see, here's, Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River by John the Baptist. And when he came up out of the, out of the water, there was a voice that was heard from heaven. Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove and lit upon him. And there was a voice that came from heaven that said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Now, that voice that came from heaven, they thought it thundered. What, what does that mean? They heard the voice from heaven. They heard it with, with their physical ears, but they could not discern it because there was no spirit revelation on the inside of them. They just heard a noise. And to the natural mind, the unborn again person just hears a noise. Praise God. And they thought it thundered, it said. Then another place where Jesus was with his disciples on the Mount of Transfiguration says that Moses and Elijah appeared there with him. Moses be, being the lawgiver, Elijah being the prophet, and, and, and speaking of the, the prophetic. Now, in the Old Testament, God spoke to his people through, the, through Moses and through the prophets. And so, this is why Moses and Elijah were there. But when God spoke once again out of heaven in an audible voice, he said, this is my beloved son, hear him. He, notice he didn't say, hear them. He said, hear him. So, he's not saying you need to, he, he, he is, he's making a transition there. He is transitioning us from hearing Moses and the prophets to hearing his son, Jesus. Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews that in various times that, that God spoke to his people by the prophets, but today he speaks by his son. Praise God. And so, uh, there is a revelation that has to take place in our lives, in our hearts, so that we can begin to comprehend the things of God. You know, I am, I am amazed at how many unbelievers, you know, that, that know nothing of the things of God. And, and when you, you start to share the gospel with them, you know, they want to talk about revelations. They want to talk about, you know, the, the horsemen and the seals and, and all the stuff in Revelation. They don't even understand they need Jesus. You know, why, why do they do that? Well, that's the devil distracting them. 
from the one thing that they're capable of understanding, and that is that they need Jesus. It's just the devil trying to get them off track, going a, a different way. And, uh, you know, we're doing a, a class on Thursday nights, and I encourage you to be here, but it's on, on soul winning. And so, uh, you know, come and be a part of the class. But, but one of the things is that, uh, you know, if we're sharing the gospel with people, we need to steer them around those distractions and get them onto Jesus. Praise God. Because this is what they need to understand. You know, it's, it's okay when you're a believer to begin to study and, and learn about all the other things that are there. But first and foremost, you need to understand that you need Jesus. Because that's how you are saved. Praise God. Praise God. And so, God said, this is my beloved son, hear him. Hear him. Hear what he has done in Christ and by Christ and through Christ and, and for you. Praise God. But we're talking today about prayer and about about that God is communicating with us spirit to spirit. Um, in John chapter 14, verse number 17, Jesus says this, talking about the Holy Spirit coming, he says, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. He dwells with you and will be in you. You see, the world cannot receive the things of God because they can't be contacted with the five physical senses. Notice here, notice what he said, how Jesus words this, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, and then he tells us why the world can't receive the spirit of truth. It says, because it neither sees him nor knows him. So the reason that, they can, that the world cannot receive the spirit of truth is because they can't see him with physical eyes, because they can't contact him with the five physical senses. And that's what they're working with. If, you, if you're an unbeliever, you're working with five senses. But if you have come to know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, Holy Spirit has come to dwell on the inside of you, and you now have a sixth sense by which to operate. Praise God. Praise God. It says in, that, that the world can't receive him because they can't see him. They can't contact him with those five senses. Now, the things of God are communicated spirit to spirit. Things of God cannot be contacted by five physical senses, but you have a sixth sense, the spirit in you. Praise God. Praise God. And notice this. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 13, these things we speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Holy Spirit speaks 
spirit language. Praise God. He speaks spirit language to you. And he teaches you by spirit language. You know, how many of you have ever read a passage of Scripture? You've read it many times, know what it says. You can even quote it. Um, and then one day you're reading it and you see something you never saw before. You know, you've, you've read this over and over and over again, and then all of a sudden you see something brand new in that passage of Scripture. The words are not different. What happened? Something was revealed to you. Holy Spirit began to teach you spirit to spirit. Praise God. You know, I've had some major revelations in, in my life that, that there have been some points and times in my life that, that I, I received a revelation that literally changed everything for me. It literally, you know, uh, and, and, and suddenly all kinds of things that didn't make sense to me before all of a sudden started making sense to me. You know, one little piece of revelation from the Holy Spirit can open up a whole new way of life for you. Praise God. Praise God. And when you receive that revelation, things will never be the same for you again. And I, I've, I've shared this on numerous occasions, but uh, it's been about seven or eight years ago now that I was out in the desert praying and the Spirit of God began to speak to me about the upcoming year. And he said, I want you to, uh, I want you to preach more grace this year. I thought I, I had a handle on that. And as I began to study, God began to reveal, as I started preparing to do what he said to do, he began to reveal the grace message to me. And it literally transformed the way I live. It transformed the way I pastor. It transformed the way I relate to people. It, it, it just literally changed my whole life as he began to open up my understanding out of scriptures that I had actually preached on for years and not seen what he was showing me. One small revelation from the Spirit of God can transform your understanding. Praise God. can transform your life. Hallelujah. So he is a teacher. Holy Spirit is a teacher. Now, we're still talking about prayer. We just did an extensive study on, on the ministry of the Holy Spirit and the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives and who He is and, and, and all things about the Holy Spirit. But, you know, we're, this kind of flowed right into this divine conversations because we converse with God spirit to spirit. His spirit on the inside of us to our spirit. Is a conversation that takes place between. Now, how many have had this happen? You were just thinking about something. You never even asked the Lord. You never, you, you never asked a question. But all of a sudden, the Lord gave you the answer. I mean, it, it's just like, it's just like uh, all of a sudden the light came on and you knew the answer to the question you had. You know, I've had that happen many times. And I've even had the Spirit of God give me answers to questions I hadn't asked yet or didn't even have yet. 
He'd say, do you want to know why this or why that? I wasn't even thinking about that. But he just began to, to reveal some things to me. What, what's happening? There is a divine conversation that's going on. Praise God. And many times, and let me just, I, I want to challenge you with this again. I've said this before, but I want to challenge you with this again. Learn to listen. You see, God is omniscient. He knows all. And if he, is, um, if he knows all, it doesn't matter how smart I am. By comparison to all, I don't know much. And so, if God knows everything and I know by comparison so little, then why is it that in prayer that we do all the talking? You see, I, I, I'm not hearing anybody teaching about how important it is for us to listen to God. And, and I have concluded that I need to listen to him more than I need to talk to him. Amen. Now, yes, I do need to talk to him. Of course I do. But I need to listen to him more than I need to talk to him. You ever had a conversation with somebody who asks you a question and then they don't let you answer the question? You, get, you start, you get two words into the answer and, and they're off again talking about something else or telling you what they think about it. Anybody ever, you know someone like that? Yeah. Okay. It's so important that we listen because I can tell God what I think about something, but I need to hear what he thinks about it. I need to know what he thinks about it. Sometimes we ask him, well, Lord, what do you mean by that? And he starts to answer and we say, well, I think you meant. You know, and he said, uh, whenever you get finished, I'll answer. And so, you know, I've learned many times in my prayer time, I just sit quietly and listen to the Lord. Many times when I'm alone, I, I can be doing th other things. I can be, I can be working. I can be uh, driving down the road. I can just be quiet and listening to what God is saying. And I'll just say this. If you learn to listen, you'll find out you're getting smarter because he starts to reveal things to you. Praise God. He starts to show you why. He starts connecting. You, you, you'll find that, that if you'll be quiet and just listen in the presence of God, then many times a scripture will come to you that you, you weren't thinking about, but a scripture will come to you. And then another scripture over here from another place in the Bible will come to you, and they fit together. And, and you, you, you begin to see that happening, and it answers a question for you. Why this? Why that? And here's the, here's the answer right here. The pieces begin to fit together. You know, a lot of times our prayer time goes something like this. 
oh Lord, here I am again, and this is what I think about this, and this is what I need you to do for me. Hurry up. Good to talk to you. Thank you. Bye. And, and we're gone. And, and that's the essence of what our, our, our prayer consists of, where if we would, you know, we're saying, God, would you do this for me? And, and uh, if we would take time to listen, he would say, I did. I already did. And he would show you in his word where he said, I did this. Lord, would you bless me? And if we'll take time to listen, he might say, he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Well, Lord, would, would, would you heal my body? And he would say, with his stripes you were healed. See, how can you believe the Apostle Paul wrote to the Romans, Romans chapter 10, he says, how can they believe in whom they have not heard, and how can they hear unless someone preaches, you know, and uh, how can they preach unless they're sent, and, and you know, and so on. But how can we believe in what we haven't heard? Now, there's the aspect of sitting under, under the preaching and the teaching of the Word of God. There's that aspect, and you're going to hear the Word of God, and you can be taught in that way. But many times, you know, you can hear directly from the Lord what He's wanting to say to you. Praise God. But you've got to listen. And you can't believe what you haven't heard. Praise God. Praise God. You know, I hear people, well, well, do I not have enough faith? Well, I don't know. Ask the Lord. He's the one who knows. You know, ask him, do you have enough faith? You know, you might be surprised at what he answers. You know, he, he might tell you, yes, you do have enough faith, but it's in the wrong place. You know, i found that many Christians have faith in their faith instead of faith in Jesus. And so, you know, that might be what he tells you. Do I not have enough faith? Well, you do have enough faith, but your faith is in the wrong place. Your faith is in your faith instead of in what I've done. Now, let's, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 13, he says, These things we also speak in words which man's wisdom teaches, but, or not in words which man's wisdom teaches, excuse me, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things to spiritual. He's speaking on the inside of you to your spirit. Praise God. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 says, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. He says they're, they're foolishness to him because he is, the natural man is not capable of discerning spiritual things. You discern these things with your spirit. Holy Spirit is teaching your spirit. Praise God. And they are spiritually discerned, or I could say it this way, they are spiritually understood. Praise God. Now, in Luke chapter 12, 
Verse number 12. Get this. For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour. And uh, Jesus is talking about when they, when they, they uh, drag you before the council and they, you know, they do these kind of things. He said, don't worry about what you're going to say. But he says, the, for the Holy Spirit will teach you in that hour what you ought to say. Now, that would be a bad time to develop your listening skills. When you're in trouble is a bad time to develop your listening skills. You need to develop your listening skills when everything's going well. When you're not in trouble. When you're not in a bind. When your life doesn't depend on it. Praise God. It's a whole lot better to develop your listening skills when the stakes are not quite so high. But he says, if you'll, if you'll develop your listening skills, he said, when they drag you before the council, he can, Holy Spirit can teach you at that very moment what you need to know. He might say, say this. And it might not be what you would have said. Probably won't be. But he'll give you instructions of what to say when you're in a bind, when you're in trouble. Praise God. And he'll give it to you, and I call this teaching on the fly. You know, you've got the Holy Spirit on the inside of you that knows all the answers. He knew the answer before the question. And he's able to give it to you on the fly. At the moment you need it, he's able to teach you. Praise God. Right then. But you have to develop your listening skills. To listen and, and, and hear the Holy Spirit when He is speaking to you. Praise God. Praise God. <clears throat> the word right here in, well, let's read Mark chapter 13, verse 11 first. He says, but when they arrest you, this is what Luke 12 is talking about too. But when they arrest you and deliver you up, do not worry beforehand or premeditate what you will speak. But whatever is given you in that hour, speak that. For it is not you who speak, but Holy Spirit. Praise God. Now, the word to, uh, to premeditate, that, he said, don't premeditate what you're going to say. And here, this word from the Greek is the, is the word melatao, and it, it means um, to revolve in the mind, to revolve in the mind, to imagine or meditate. And so Jesus is saying, when you're in trouble, when they bring you before the judges, when they arrest you, when they, you know, he says, don't premeditate what you're going to say. Listen. And let the Holy Spirit show you what to say. Say that. Praise God. Say that. See, you, there is a divine conversation that takes place on the inside of you that those around you, they can't hear it. You can hear it on the inside of you. Say that. 
And he says, and when you do, it won't be you that's speaking. It will be the Holy Spirit speaking through your mouth. Praise God. Now, when I'm in trouble, I want Holy Spirit speaking for me. Praise God. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 15. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Praise God. You have the mind of Christ. Let's say it together. I have the mind of Christ. Praise God. Praise God. Well, I want to encourage you with that today to listen, learn to listen to Holy Spirit on the inside of you because there is a divine conversation that's going on in there, but you need to tune into it and you need to hear it. Praise God. You need to hear what he's saying on the inside of you. Praise God. See, that's, that's how he, he changes and transforms our lives. He, he talks to us continuously. Many, you know, it's not weird that God talks to you. That's not a weird thing. That should be considered a normal thing for a believer. Praise God. That God is talking to you. Now, if, if you're saying he's, talk, he's saying something and it doesn't align with the Scriptures, that wasn't him. That wasn't him. I mean, I just need to throw that in there. That if it's, if it's not checking out with the Scriptures, that wasn't him. Praise God. We'll talk more about that another day. But, you know, it's okay when... When you feel like Holy Spirit's teaching you something, like He's saying something to you, and you, uh, you say, I don't, that's, that's something brand new to me. I never heard anything like that before. Ask Him to show you the Scriptures. He knows them, and He'll gladly show them to you. And He won't be offended that you say, you know, hey, okay, all right, Holy Spirit, you're going to have to show me Scripture on that one. You know, I've said that to people. You're going to show me Scripture on that one. But it's okay to say that to Holy Spirit, too. Because if it's Holy Spirit, He can, and He will. All right, Holy Spirit, you're going to have to show me the Scripture on that one. Because, you know, I, I'm not sure I'm hearing this right. I'm not sure that, that, uh, that, that I'm getting this. Show me Scripture on that. You know, actually, He loves it when you do that. Praise God. He loves it when you ask Him for Scripture to prove something. Praise God. He, and, and it may take a little while for Him to teach it to you, for you to get it. Be patient. Keep listening. He'll teach you. Hallelujah. Well, if you're here today, or if you're watching online, and you have never received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I want to invite you right now to make that decision. Jesus said that except one be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Not, it, it wasn't a suggestion. He's telling us how to enter into the kingdom of heaven, into the kingdom of God.
There is no other way. So if you're here today or watching online, you know, I, I want to lead you in a prayer. And if you pray this prayer, you believe what you're praying. Romans 10 says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. It's very simple. Pray this prayer with me. Just, just say this. Say, God in heaven, I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross and to pay for all of my sins. I thank you that you raised him from the dead so I could have new life. Right now, I choose Jesus to be my Savior. Jesus, come into my life. Teach me how to follow you. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Well, thank you once again for joining us today online. We want to connect with you, and we can do so one of three ways. You can email us, church at wolcarlsbad.com. You can connect with us via our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash wolcarlsbad. Or you can click contact us via our app or our website. We would love to hear from you, and we want you to know that God is madly in love with you. Thanks for joining us.